0: good morning thanks babe I just noticed something this morning at church no one could ever accuse us of not giving women an opportunity here huh <laughs> you notice woman after woman after woman thanks babe just give me one second um, how many have been keeping your eye on this the news this week coming out of Maui Pretty heartbreaking stuff that's happened um, over there and um, we have someone in our congregation actually who has spent years in Maui who has a church family there who has friends and deep-rooted connections there and she felt the Lord speak to her what four days ago five days ago Um, you're going you're gonna go and be with your community and you're gonna love on them And just be there in this season and she was like I don't have time off work I don't have the money for that you know Lord huh (laughs) and do you know that within like three or four days all the money she needed came in plus additional money to be able to bless people over in Maui she got the time off work God is good God is good so I'm gonna ask Jessica to come up and also um, if you are in her small group or you're her small group leader, would you guys come up to Jeff? We're just gonna lay hands and pray o- over her because she leaves tomorrow for a week, for a week. And there's a reason that God burdened her heart with this natural disaster beyond just because she's got connections there. And I believe he's got something for her there. He's got people's lives there for her to leave an impact on. And I believe he wants to show up in unexpected ways. And just really minister to and through her to this hurting community right now so we're just gonna gather around her and lay our hands how many believe in the power of the laying on of hands we're gonna lay our hands on her and we're just gonna pray that the Spirit of God would have his complete and total way this next week as she helps during this devastating time on the island of Maui Church will you stretch your hands forward and let's pray for Jessica Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your presence, O God. Lord, would you just go a little bit more to the Lord. Would you surround him with your angels, Lord? Would you cause there to be
1: such a sensitivity? Thank you, Lord. Father, as a church family right now, we just live just to you. And Lord, we just affirm, Lord, your call on her life in this moment. We affirm the assignment that you have given her, Lord, to send her, uh, Lord, back to a place where she has spent years into a community where she uh, has such a love for and knows the people so well, and we affirm your assignment on her to go and to serve and to support and to encourage and to uh, make herself a, a help and a support and a strength in whatever way that uh, whatever way she can, in whatever ways you would open the door to. And so, Father, we just uh, release her Uh, Lord and uh, we send her Uh, we pray that your presence would be with her in every moment in every situation uh, in every conversation in everything that she does Lord may she sense that you are with her may your strength lift her up Uh, may your spirit guide her Father Uh, Lord we pray that your grace would abound to her and that everywhere she is and everything she does that you would make her Lord to be a blessing and we ask Father Lord that even healing would flow through her, uh, Lord, to those people uh, that she interacts with, whether that's supernatural healing of bodies or whether that's the healing of souls that have been uh, heartbroken by the devastation that has visited that island, Lord, would you make her to be a vessel, uh, Lord, of your healing and of your grace and of your love to that community, Father. We thank you for this opportunity, and uh, we commit to lifting her up in prayer over this next week, believing you that your will for her through this assignment will come to pass. We thank you for it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.
0: It's quite the small group. Listen, this is one of the reasons why it's good to be in a small group. You don't have to go through any season of your life alone, Right? Um, there is still time if you want to donate phone chargers and children's clothing um, connect with Jess after church and she'll tell you how to get those to her she has been in contact with a church that's there um, actually citizen church here in Albuquerque has a campus in Maui citizen Maui and um, they are in an area of the island that was not affected by the fires and so she's been in direct contact with people on the ground and they've been telling her this is what we need so if you're able to um, help in any way connect with her After church also those of you who are um, in the church um, contact info you would have received a text message this weekend after we sent that text message out with a link to her GoFundMe Uh, that was when all of the extra funds started coming in so I know many of you in this room contributed to her being able to take this trip which means you have fruit you have a reward in heaven on the island of Maui because she's going You get to reap the the benefits. Uh, When I say benefits, I mean the eternal rewards. Because you said yes to giving 10, 20, 50, whatever amount of dollars you were able to give. I just want to thank you, church, for being so generous, rallying around this need at this time. Praise God. Praise God for such a generous church. This week, we are going to continue on the topic of being in this world, but not of this world. How many know that you're in this world but you're not supposed to be of this world? Last week we talked about um, one of the ways that we can demonstrate to the world around us, one of the ways we can be a fragrance of heaven to Albuquerque is by demonstrating a life of forgiveness where the world would say, you wronged me, I cancel you. Where the world would say, you hurt me, get out of my life, where the world would say, you've done X, Y, Z, and now that, oh, I said Z, I'm in America. (laughs) X, Y, Z, which flows so much better, even with the alphabet song, it rhymes and everything. Um, The world would say, you've done X, Y, Z, therefore, I'm gonna only remember you through that lens that's now how i label you frame you identify you is through the wrong and the harsh and the the wicked things that you've done well you've done as a believer we're called to come out from the world separate ourselves and say oh sorry i thought that was my husband waving at me in the back (laughs) separate ourselves and say i am not going to remember them by their worst moment because jesus doesn't remember me by my worst moment right? We're going to come out from among what the world would say is norm and say, no, 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 there's a kingdom way of living. There's a kingdom way of responding to hurt. There's a kingdom way of responding to injustice. And my calling as I walk the earth in 2023 in the city God has called me to live in is to be an ambassador of this kingdom realm, to bring the heaven of God and see him move on earth as in heaven through me and one of the ways we do that is forgiveness so we're going to talk a little bit more about forgiveness today we are going to um, at the end of our time together we're going to have a ministry time we're going to call you up to the front this morning we're going to lay hands on you we're going to believe the power of God is going to move in your hearts today then we're going to receive communion together we're going to have a powerful morning in church are you ready are you ready to encounter Jesus in a new way this morning Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. Get ready. (laughs) Listen, if we don't encounter Jesus, if we don't encounter the Holy Spirit, then why are we here? Right? Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 12, verses uh, starting at 33. It says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad, and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers. Okay, this is Jesus talking. Do you know that brood of vipers today is not an insult? If I were to walk up to you guys and be like, you brood of vipers, you'd be like, huh? But back in the day when Jesus was talking, that was an insult. That was deeply offensive, okay? So put in your own offensive phrase there and say, pretend that that's what jesus is saying you brood of vipers how can you speak good when you are evil for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks the good person out of his good treasure brings forth good and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil i tell you on the day of judgment people will give account for every careless word they speak for by your word you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned Last week, I started by sharing the really encouraging scripture that when when Jesus says, if you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you. (laughs) Now today, I'm going to share the encouraging scripture (laughs) that you're going to give an account for every careless word that you speak on the day of judgment. I'm going to give an account for every careless word I speak on the day of judgment. And if we are Christians who are in this world, but not shaped of this world we're not formed by this world then we need to understand the importance of the words that we speak the weight that comes the responsibility that comes with just opening our mouths every day because we don't get to conduct ourselves the way the world does we don't get to conduct ourselves talk the same way that they do engage the same way argue the same way go Go kind of toe-to-toe, be a keyboard warrior the same way. We don't get that luxury. We're called to a higher kingdom, an unseen realm that conducts itself very differently. And as image bearers of Jesus, we need to really take care of the words that we say. Oftentimes, the reasons why we say the words that we say, it's because there's some unforgiveness in our heart. Here's the thing with unforgiveness and bitterness. You know, you know what I'm talking about when I say unforgiveness and bitterness? It doesn't just affect the person who you feel it towards. It starts to contaminate your, your being. You can't be bitter and unforgiving towards your spouse and expect only righteousness and joy to overflow towards your children. There's not an invisible barrier where I can be bitter towards them, unforgiving towards them, but to everybody else, I'm just gracious, the law of kindness is on my tongue. It doesn't work like that because it's a poison that begins to on the inside have its way and make you a bitter person, make you an unforgiving person. And I think it's really important that we understand this. I would say, and I am open to um, changing my perspective on this I'm open over years to to learning a different way but as I stand today it is my conviction it is my belief that every crotchety old person you know (laughs) every annoying young person who just shoots off their mouth anytime they have an opinion all of us are included here that it's actually a root of unforgiveness Um, like I said I'm if I'm wrong then that's fine but that's my personal conviction as I stand today somewhere in our lives we have held on to something that is causing us bitterness and unforgiveness and the wellspring of our hearts is coming out of our mouths even in a completely unrelated situation I have sat across from so many people in our previous church, we had a, a ministry called Sozo, and it's taken from a, the, the scripture in, in the Bible where Jesus cleansed the lepers, and it says that word that they were, they were Sozo, they were saved, delivered, and healed all at once. And we had this ministry where we, could, we would get together with people and lead them on a prayer journey, basically just asking the Holy Spirit a bunch of questions that they would then answer. And I was, every single time, amazed at how much we hold on to unforgiveness every time someone would say here's the issue that I need to pray through today and they would share what that issue was and then as we would lead them through asking the Holy Spirit different questions they had to forgive their sixth grade teacher for something we wouldn't ever connect the issue that I have a problem with today is because I didn't forgive someone as a child But I'm telling you, when bitterness and unforgiveness comes in, it just begins to contaminate. That's why the issue of forgiveness is so important. James 1.26 says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. The importance of holding our words, guarding our tongue. Proverbs 12.18 says that reckless words are like thrusts of a sword. Cutting remarks meant to stab and hurt, but the words of the wise soothe and heal. How many have ever experienced, been on the receiving end of reckless words meant to stab? Only five of us. Wow. (laughs) Let's try that again. How many of us have ever been on the receiving end of the dagger of somebody else's words? Yeah, thank you for your honesty. This is a safe place. <laughs> and that's painful, right? I shared just a little bit. Like I said, I don't, I'm not giving it airtime. Just, I just won't do that. But I shared a little bit last week of a season of my life when there was just, if you could see what was happening in the spirit realm, there was daggers, there was arrows in my back. I was mutilated, but i was facing towards heaven and saying i'm going to respond in forgiveness can i tell you how hard that was no truly can i tell you how hard that was (laughs) because everything in me i won't speak for you i was going to say everything in us everything in me wants to prove that they're wrong i want to justify Something I want the whole story to be heard. So yes, you were hurt because of this, but let's talk about the whole big picture. Let's talk about the whole story, and once everyone knows the whole story, well then their perspective of me is gonna change, because ultimately I really want you to like me, and if I think you don't like me because they're mad at me and they talked about me behind my back in an untrue way, now you're gonna have a negative view of me and my whole world's gonna fall apart. That's called the fear of man. We'll talk about that another day. I wanted people to understand that I am not who these people are saying that I am. I am not the rumors that are being spread. I'm not the gossip. I'm, I'm not that person. But you know what I did? Lord, you're my defender. You know. You know the little nuggets of truth in those, those accusations. You know the inflamed lies you know it all i will not defend myself you are my defender and if you don't defend me on this side of eternity that's okay i trust you you know it all you see it all and i will forgive i will honor i remember having experiences where out of the blue you run into somebody who you know you know they're talking about you behind your back you ever had that experience you just know, where there's smoke, there's fire, you know? And so it's the same name comes up over and over and over. And so that they didn't know that I knew, and I would just start to pray, and then, you know, and we're gonna do this later today together. I would pray over them, over their business, over their children, over their marriage, whatever they touch their hands to. Would you bless it? Would you prosper it? Because you can't stay angry at someone you're praying for. I remember bumping into one person one day, and the instant thing that happened inside of me when I saw them was, I wonder how their business is doing. And I got in my car, I walked up to them, I was praying for you last week. How's your business doing? And I'm watching the look on their face, and then it hits me, oh right, there's supposed to be something between us. But I haven't seen them in a long time, and I've been praying for their business. And my concern in this moment, the first thing that came to my mind was, how was your business? And I got in my car after that encounter, and I was like, thank you, Lord. Only you could have done that. Because I would have walked up and been like, excuse me? Let's have a chat. Because I'm also... A human person with flesh you know Paul says the thing that I do I don't want to do and the thing I don't want to do I do I feel that battle too so when you have those moments of victory when you realize the thing that leapt out from inside of you was righteousness what a time to celebrate that's just the grace and mercy of God living underneath the law of grace and mercy like we talked about last week just pouring out into the life of somebody else that's just God I can't take no credit for that, because I walk away from that situation, I think, I don't know who she is, but I want to be more like that. I'll look at my husband and I'll be like, I love who I am today. I, and I say that because I see what I've come through. I see how I've grown. I see how I would have before been bitter and angry and wanted to seek revenge and wanted to tell other people the whole truth. And now I just say, Lord, I leave him to you. And I'll say to him, I love who I am. I'm not the same woman today as I was five years ago. I am not the same woman I, was, I am today as I was a decade ago. And that should be all of our stories. That we're growing from glory to glory to glory to glory. More like Jesus. And listen, you can ask my family. There's a whole lot of sanctification that still has to happen. I don't stand before you at all having got a whole bunch of you know, life together. But in this area... In this area, by the grace of God, I'm a hero. Amen. By the grace of God, I can walk in forgiveness. By the grace of God. Amen. And that's what Paul says. He says, I boast in Christ. We get to, as Christians, being in this world, not of this world, we get to boast in Christ. We get to boast in our weakness. In my weakness, I want to rip people's faces off, but because of Jesus, I forgive. Come on. That's the God we serve. You don't want to know unsanctified, Marisa, let me just tell you. This is something that I want us all to understand. Um, Revelation chapter 12, um, I think it's in, in verse 10, verse 11, it talks about, it gives Satan a name. He's got different names in scripture, but you know that one of the names, specifically in that verse, is he's called the accuser of the brethren. I want you to understand this. When you, often it starts from unforgiveness, okay? Okay. And I don't mean towards the person that you're about to talk about. It could be unforgiveness towards something that happened as a child, but now that's contaminating you and poisoning you, and so it's coming out here. When you engage in gossip, when you step into a dialogue and a conversation about somebody else, you are uniting with the accuser of the brethren. You are saying, The same accuser that comes at me and that I've had to fight in my mind to get truth about who I am in Christ and who Christ is in me. And I've had to wrap my identity up in that truth and push out what the accuser tries to tell me. That same battle that I've had to face on my own, I am now linking arms and saying, come on, let's speak that over them. Let's put them in the position where they have to fight that battle. You don't get to link arms with the accuser of the brethren and then not walk in the consequences of that in this lifetime and the next. When we hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness, we partner with the accuser of the brethren. We are a church that says, I want the Holy Spirit to show up. I want the Holy Spirit to move. I want to bring the Holy Spirit into my workplace, into my family. I want to go places and see the Holy Spirit move in power. But did you see what they did the other day? We partner with the spirit of accusation and then expect to see the goodness of God flow freely through our lives towards others. The Bible says light and darkness can't walk together. And if we hear that out of the overflow of our heart, our mouth speaks, that a good tree out of the goodness produces good fruit, and a bad tree out of what's inside produces Bad fruit light and darkness cannot walk together you cannot as a Christian as someone who is called to be in this world but not of this world as an image bearer of Jesus you cannot partner with the accuser of the brethren and expect to walk in the purposes of God for your life I know that this is hard to swallow I get that this is not an easy word but I'm telling you the revelation of saying I will not partner with the spirit of accusation has changed my life. Because here's the thing. You know this from your own battle with with the devil. Trust me, I'm not one of these people that gives the devil more glory than he needs. He's, He's defeated, he's our enemy, he's under our feet, and he is still fighting like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So, I am aware of his schemes. And I know that you know what it's like to begin that fight and say, hold on, the Word of God says this about me, but I'm hearing this in my mind about me that's contrary to the Word of God. You know that struggle. You've had that that battle, right? And often, when that happens, there is a little seed of truth in what you're being accused of in your mind. Here's an easy example. I want to be a righteous woman who gets up at the crack of dawn and spends time with Jesus. I am that person, by the way. 4.30, boing, good morning, world. Um, I want to be that woman who covers her household in prayer, who is sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is speaking, so that when I go into the world that day, I'm prepared, and I have a word of the Lord for whoever God's going to bring my way. But then some days I get up and I pick up my phone instead of my Bible and three hours later I'm still on my phone. Then the accuser comes in. Oh what? You're not holy. You can't even put your phone down. You should have picked your Bible up but instead you were on Instagram. You should have picked your Bible up but instead you were on YouTube. You should have picked your Bible up but instead you were scrolling threads. Anybody here know what threads is? <laughs> okay? There's a seed of truth that that moment I did not pick up the word of God and instead I was lazy and I just scrolled hours away. There's truth in that, but that doesn't give the accuser any right to label me as that and to say, that's now my identity. And I need as a Christian to step into my identity and say, hold on, the truth is I had a bad morning. That's it, the end, moving forward, leaving that behind. Correct? We have to do that with other people we can't do that for ourselves and then to the other people link arms with that very accuser who we just had to put behind us link arms with him and say "Ooh, let's talk about her now i know some of you are thinking i wore my pajamas to church today (laughs) it's a good example And I don't mind, I truly don't mind, if you talk about that amongst yourselves, truly. But you need to ask the Holy Spirit, is this what the words are supposed to be coming out of my mouth? I'm using a really lighthearted example. Put something not so lighthearted in there. Dare I even talk about politics? Do you know they're not your enemy just because you don't agree with them? Do you know that you're supposed to honor somebody just because the Lord says honor? Not because you walk in agreement or unity with them? But instead, do we partner with the Holy Spirit in those moments and say, I'm honoring what's honorable in them. They are made in the image of Christ. We talked about this last week. They are an image bearer of Jesus. So I'm gonna honor what's honorable. Or do we say, can you believe? How could anybody vote that way? Can you even believe? Anyone who could vote that way, I have no... Are they even saved? (laughs) Oh, hello, accuser. Welcome into my living room as I just casually discuss God's creation with my judgmental perspective. Welcome. You know all about this. Come sit at my table. Let's not be that church. Let's not be that church. And I believe this morning the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us people that we need to forgive that we haven't even thought of that we're o- the only reason we know that we need to seek forgiveness is be- to ask to forgive. <laughs> the only reason we know we need to forgive is because if you are listening to the words coming out of your mouth, there's a signal that something's off. There's a signal there that, hold on, what's out of the abundance of the heart? What's Lord, who do I need to forgive? So we're going to do that. <sighs> Amen. Proverbs six, sixteen to nineteen says there are six things the Lord hates. Pay attention when we read in the scripture, things that the Lord hates. Oh, but Marisa, he's a loving God. He is, but he hates things. He hates haughty eyes, a lying tongue, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. It's easy to sow discord among brothers. It's, you could do it so subtly. Um, I gotta stay on time, so I'm, all the examples coming to my mind, I'm like, no, that'll take too long, don't share it. I will say this. The enemy wants all of us to be people who would sow discord. Little ways, big ways. We can often say, well, it's not like a big, I'm not like actively sowing division in my church or actively sowing division at work, but are you? When they come around you and gossip about, uh, about a coworker to you, in that moment, are you participating in sowing discord or are you actively fighting for unity? You know what I'm saying? Are you contributing by the, mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yep, yeah, you're right. They're doing all the talking, but are you contributing to sowing discord? The Lord hates that. The Lord hates a lying tongue. The Lord hates these things. And and I listen. One thing I've loved about this church is as, as we've you know just getting to know you guys and starting to to engage in more conversations with you. Do you know how many times I will hear a name come up in a conversation, usually followed by me going, "Okay, wait, who's that again?" trying to remember and then the next thing that comes out of their mouth would be oh man wait till you meet them they're so good at such and such oh wait till you meet them their heart for people is just so beautiful i can't literally couldn't tell you how many times we've engaged in conversations with you only for you to honor somebody else that's not in that conversation and it's beautiful So I'm not at all sharing this word because I feel like we have parachuted in and landed in a church that's got all these problems. To be honest, I told you last week, I didn't wanna preach these messages and this is what the Lord told me to do. I have felt like what a beautiful church family City Church is. You should be proud of yourselves. But obviously the Holy Spirit wants us to do personal inner work so that we could truly be a light that shines in the darkness of Albuquerque. Some of you guys are gonna have to forgive and some of you guys are gonna have to go to somebody who's hurt you and ask for forgiveness. I've just been um, sensitive to that since I was a child and I hated it. Did you guys ever have like a group of friends who would together do something wrong and then one person would go get, feel bad and go and tell on everybody? That was me. And I just, my whole life, I just haven't been able to shake it. I just have to confess, and I have to repent, and I have to apologize to people. Um, During COVID, you know, things were kind of crazy. I don't know if you noticed that. And I remember during church one day thinking, I don't like what's happening in my heart towards this person. I don't like it, don't like it, don't like it, don't like it. And so literally during church, during worship, everyone standing up, I just marched across, put my arm around them, and I said, I gotta apologize to you. I've just been rotten in my heart toward you, not to, not to others about you, but in my heart. And I just, I'm sorry, please forgive me. We have to be the kind of church that's willing to do that. We have to be the kind of people that when we engage with people at work and then something goes off where we go and we say, hey, listen, earlier when we were talking in the lunchroom, I said this and I shouldn't have, I'm really sorry, will you forgive me? And your coworkers can be like, what? Yeah, it's really important to me that I apologize for this. So will you please forgive me? Jesus freely forgave. Aren't we supposed to be following his example? Some of you are gonna have to go and ask for forgiveness. Some of you are gonna have to go and apologize. One of the things that's really important, and I'm gonna uh, close with this. The worship team can actually come up now. Is that we as a church learn to say what the Father says. Jesus said, I only say the things I hear my father say. And he was Jesus. But he only said what he heard the father say. And when I, te- when I heard that years ago, it started to, sk- to convict me so deeply because I thought that just because I had an idea or a thought or an opinion that I should share it. And the Lord began to speak to me and say, yeah, mm-hmm, that's a good opinion. You're- I don't release you to share that. be like, yeah, but do you hear all the other opinions being shared, Lord? <laughs> and I, it was about ten, almost 10 years ago. It was about nine years ago. The Lord began to speak to me and say, Marisa, I want you to learn to say what I say about you. And guys, that was a long journey. It was a process. And I would, instead of going into prayer and, and saying, Lord, this is going on and this is going on and I don't know what I'm gonna do about this and help me with this. I felt the Lord say, shh ask me how I see you. And I was like, okay. So I said, Lord, how do you see me? And when I tell you, when the heart of the Father begins to pour out his love to his kids, it's undeniable, the voice of Jesus, and I just began to write down in my journal all the things he was speaking to my heart. And then he said, I only want you to speak that to me in prayer, and it changed my prayer life. Instead of praying all the things that were going on in my life and all the issues that I was facing and all the emotions I was feeling, I'm a feeler, I feel deeply, guys. And I would bring these things to the Lord. I felt the Lord say, "Now, no, no, I, I honey, I, you, I got all that. Say back to me what I said to you. And I'd say, okay, well, Lord, you said here that you have a purpose for my life. And I believe that you have a purpose for my life. I believe you've given me these creative ideas for a reason, Lord. You said that you put these creative ideas in me and the ability to do them. So, Lord, I'm just telling you, Thanks for these creative ideas and I don't know what you want to do with them, but thank you. Okay, uh, oh, I'm a good mom. Okay, Lord, I thank you that I'm a good mom, that I'm the right mom for my daughters. Thank you that you've equipped me with what I need to parent these girls. Okay, oh, thank you. And I would just go down the list repeating back to the Lord the things that he spoke to me. And over time, this, this like changed everything. I'm not being dramatic. It changed my life. I wish I had them with me today to give you guys some copies, but they're still back in Hamilton and we don't have our stuff here yet. But I have three journals that are available on Amazon. One of them is The Praying Woman that basically takes you through some of these questions that I ask the Lord in my own prayer time. One of them is The Praying Parent so you can ask the Holy Spirit questions about how he sees your kids so that you can have a spirit-led focus when parenting. And one of them is The Praying Wife so you could see your spouse through, your, through, your, through God's eyes and begin to say to God in prayer, say to your spouse, say to yourself the truth of what God has said. Anybody can look with their natural eyes and say what they see. It takes no discernment, it takes no prophetic insight, it takes no faith. But if you can begin to hear what the Father says and meditate on what the Father says and say what the Father says in your spirit to yourself, to God in prayer, and to those around you, your world will change. When my stuff comes, I will bring some of these to church and give out all the, all the ones that I have remaining, I'll just bring them and give them out. You guys can have them for free. I'm not putting that up there because I want you to go and buy my stuff, I promise. But this way of praying changed my life. It should be our aim and our goal as Christians to be so in tune with the Father that we only say what he says. Our words indicate what's going on inside. This morning, we're gonna take some time and we're gonna pray. Why? Because we owe it to the world for the overflow of our hearts to be words that demonstrate the nature of Jesus. We owe it to them. We owe it to them for our words to be things that demonstrate his nature and his character. We're gonna pray for a couple of things this morning. I'm gonna invite you up. We're gonna lay hands on you. My husband and I are gonna lay hands on you, the prayer team. We're just gonna, we're gonna meet God this morning in a really powerful way. And this is what we're gonna pray for. If you know that there's people you need to forgive this is a great chance if you feel like I think that there might be someone I need to forgive but I'm not sure who that's perfect too because the only prayer you need to pray then at that moment is Lord Jesus who do I need to forgive so if you need to forgive people we're going to pray for you if you need To release forgiveness for the damaging words that people have spoken to you and listen guys sometimes those damaging words were intended to be an attack but sometimes they weren't sometimes we carry around the wounds of the words that people spoke to us when they never even meant to harm us that doesn't mean we still don't need healing the best of intentions can still leave a deep wound and we want to we're believing this morning my husband and I are believing this morning God's gonna heal you There's gonna be supernatural healing that takes place in your spirit this morning and when you leave, you will be different. And then the final thing we wanna pray for is if you say, you know what, I wanna be a Christian who commits to learn how to say only what the Father says. I wanna learn to put a guard over my gate, a a gate over my mouth and keep watch over the door of my lips and I'm gonna learn to only say the things I hear my Father say. If that's in your heart too, we're gonna take some time and we're gonna pray for you. How many would say one of those three things relates to me this morning and I want prayer? Okay, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up and just look around. I want you to look around so that you can see you are not alone. You are not gonna be coming up to the front by yourself, but a family of people who are also on the same mission as you are gonna be coming as well. But this is what I want you to do. We're gonna pray for those three things. You're gonna come up here. I want you to take your communion that's underneath the seat in front of you. And whether you're coming up to the front or whether you're staying at your seat, I want you to hold on to your communion. Now, if any of those three things apply to you with your communion in hand, come on up to the front. Just come line up right here across the front, face me. We're gonna pray. You don't have to tell us which of the three reasons you're up here for. Just come right up, stand across the front. Make sure you have your communion because we're gonna use that in a minute. Do you know that Jesus laid his hands on people? we're following the example of jesus when we do this jesus laid his hands on people and did you know that jesus most common practice when he was healing was to touch somebody jesus set the example for us to lay our hands on people once jesus ascended into heaven his apostles really in effect became his hands and we see stories in scripture where ananias laid his hands on paul and we see where paul laid his hands on people And when he laid his hands on people, he began to pray for them and bless them. And God moved supernaturally. We see this all through the New Testament. What we want to do this morning is just continue what was demonstrated in scripture by Jesus and by the the apostles. We want to lay our hands on you and believe that there's going to be an impartation of anointing, that you're going to have the grace to forgive, that you are going to be healed supernaturally for every hurt word ever spoken to you or against you, that every curse word spoken against you is going to be closed this morning, having no more power over you, and we're going to believe that there's going to be an impartation into your heart today, that you are going to leave this place with a fresh revelation of, I will learn to only say the things I heard my father say. So here's how it's going to go. The worship team's going to play, so that that way, everyone's not listening to your prayers to the Lord, (laughs) they'll pray a little loud. We're going to my husband and I and the prayer team we're going to come and just lay our hands on you and pray with you and agree with you but listen this is a moment between you and the Holy Spirit You pray with your words, the thing that's on your heart this morning. You encounter the Lord. And maybe by the time we're done, maybe we won't have gotten to everybody and no one will actually have put their hands on you this morning. The fact that you took the step of faith to come to the front this morning means the Holy Spirit has something for you today. And you will not leave without having received all that he has for you. So this is what I want you to do with your communion in hand still, because we're not taking it yet. Lift your hands. Okay, can the second row just stay where you are and the front row take a step forward? That way we can get in and pray for everybody. Thank you. You guys are pros. That was like choreography of the most beautiful kind. Good listeners. Let's all lift our hands, whether you're in your seat or whether you're up at the front. If you're in your seat, would you just please participate with us up at the front here? Lift your hand and just in your own words. Begin to say whatever it is that's on your heart to the Lord, whether it's healing, whether it's repenting, whether it's declaring that you are going to be a person who from this day forward only says what the Father says. Lift your voice between you and the Lord right now. Don't be afraid of the sound of your own voice. Begin to declare it. Begin to declare it. I forgive. I release that person. I forgive. I release them to you Lord I give up my right to seek revenge I will not choose justice and judgment over grace and mercy I release them to you if you need healing this morning say come Holy Spirit I've been hurt and wounded by people forgive me right now just cry out to the Lord Church lift your voice tell Him what it is that's on your heart this morning I'm going to ask the pastors and prayer team just to begin to go around and lay hands on people, begin to pray for them and agree with them. Holy Spirit, have
2: your way. You call me out upon the waters, the great. And there, I find you in the mystery, and oceans deep. My faith will stay.
0: to take your communion wherever you are in this room remember that it's underneath the seat in front of you if you're still at your seat flip it upside down and on the small side you can open that there's the wafer in there Matthew 26 26 is when we read the story of Jesus meeting with his disciples and breaking bread and drinking the cup together it's when he instituted this whole idea that we today call communion. It was the Lord's Supper or the Last Supper. But I want us to catch the language used. It says that Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, gave thanks. Those of you who are up here because of the hurt from the words that people have spoken to you, I want to tell you you have an opportunity to follow in the footsteps of Jesus in such a beautiful way because on the very night he was betrayed he broke bread and he gave thanks and in this moment of hurt and betrayal that you are in you have the opportunity to bring a sacrifice of praise that you do not get when everything is going well and so this morning together with the person in mind or the people in mind who have hurt you intentionally or unintentionally with those people in mind we're going to take this bread and we're going to say this over them lord your body was broken a for my wholeness and I'm so grateful and so thankful for how your brokenness gives me life and makes me whole and this morning I extend that life and that wholeness to every person who hurt me every person who said those words about me or to me every person who today is still against me your blood makes your your body is broken for their wholeness and I thank you for their wholeness I declare wholeness over their life i declare wholeness over their spirit i declare wholeness over their body can we today giving thanks lift up the people who have hurt us who have abused us who have rejected us and let's take this together and then begin to pray for them can you do that let's do it together Through this building just begin to pray blessing over them we pray wholeness over these ones who hurt us we pray wholeness over them lord that they would get to experience the life of the broken body of jesus come on use your own words you, say them by name i release them to you lord i pray blessing over them that you would restore them spirit soul and body i put them in your hands this morning god let the life of jesus be their portion Come on church. Come on church. Use your voice this morning. Lift up your voice this morning and tell the Lord they're yours. Thank you that your body makes them whole. Thank you that your body makes them whole.
2: Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Do it, oh God. Do it, oh God. Do it, oh
0: they're coming in this moment there's healing coming in this moment thank you Jesus for what you're doing we're gonna receive this cup and we're gonna do a really similar thing now we're gonna open this cup and we're gonna drink this this is a symbol of the blood of Jesus that was poured out so that you and I could walk in forgiveness and in wholeness The blood of Jesus is what makes everything pure. You are standing here as a redeemed son and daughter of God because of the blood of Jesus. And we're going to do the same thing. We're going to take this. We're going to give thanks in the midst of your betrayal. And we're going to say, Lord, thank you that your blood covers their sin. Thank you that you cover them with robes of righteousness. Thank you that your blood runs through their veins too, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of the blood of the cross over my enemies, over those who have hurt me. I release them to you, and I hand them over into the power of your blood. Are you ready to do that this morning? Come on, let's do this together. Thank you Jesus okay guys again lift up your hands use your voice and begin to declare the blood of Jesus over these people with gratitude with Thanksgiving we thank you Lord for your blood that cleanses for your blood that washes us clean thank you that they are clean because of you that they are redeemed they stand covered in robes of righteousness holy and acceptable in your sight God We release them to you right now in Jesus' name. I release them to you. Thank you for your blood that covers them. Thank you for your blood that
2: sets them free. Come on church, give him thanks. Give him thanks, give him thanks. He's so good, he's so good, he's so good. Thank you Jesus.
0: felt the Holy Spirit say that the things that have been hard up until now are about to become easy for you situations that have been challenging are about to become grace-filled relationships that have been difficult are about to become easy there's a breakthrough anointing in this place this morning Would say you have sensed the holy spirit speak to you this morning you have felt his presence touch you you okay well then come on let's just lift our voice for a couple minutes and begin to thank the lord thank you